0: Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad.
1: And this is Tim.
0: Hello, Tim. How's it going?
1: Oh, pretty good. Well, you know, good besides the football season so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So listen, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Fisher, wherever you'd like. We're on the mall. Uh, listen to the Hog Call Podcast live on our patio.com, the only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, razorback podcast created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page. Kim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment, even if it's just go hog. This will go a long way, allowing other Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily on iTunes. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support us financially at our Patreon page. Even $1 will go a long way in helping update the equipment, providing server space to store our episodes. We're counting on fan support. And if you have something to say, Hog Call Nation needs to hear, call and leave a voicemail at 812-850-0110. Or send an email to hogcallpodcast at gmail.com. All right, Tim. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way.
1: Goodness, that just dragged on and on.
0: It always does every time. God, you know, it, it is it is important that people, you to be uh, well, you know, it's important that if we can get people to just
1: go on and just give us a rating
0: on iTunes, you know, that would really help us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just things that, like you said, need to be said and, and uh, you know, just... You know, just the business side of stuff, which nobody likes to do but all over now, so Exactly, exactly. So uh we were let down once again by the coaching staff. How
1: do you feel about that? You good with it? Oh goodness, no. That one that one sucked. Uh just as the Colorado State one did. Uh oh, yeah. for the uh, lead. Those uh, those uh, hurt oh, the worst. Yeah.
0: I'm not okay with this at all, man. Just like you said, it's not totally bad. Just here's the thing, all right. And then then, every time we have a loss like this, it comes out the coaching staff is doing something stupid. Every single time, always stupid. And you can listen to our other podcasts to
1: hear what those are. But
0: this time, it turns out that uh, Paul Kelly is practicing with third stringers all week long. Raleigh over in uh, the scout team, throwing the ball, not getting second string reps, and then we have to put him in the game because, you know, issues arise, and he can't do what he's supposed to do. Now, you can see the design, the plays they had for him in the red zone. He came in, and he was able to do exactly what they wanted him to do, but whenever he needed to lead the team, he couldn't do it, and I have to believe that's because he wasn't getting the reps that he should have been getting. Um, you know, I mean, I know he's throwing interceptions. I know he hasn't been great all year, but goodness, I mean, he, he looked—he looked really, really bad. And I just have to believe it's just because he wasn't getting those reps. What do you think?
1: Yeah, either either give him the second team reps and have him uh, be the second string guy, or have Nolan, uh, who's getting most of the second team snaps. Have him as the second guy that would come in. Um, he's good yeah. enough to be if he's good enough to be the second string guy. Why is he not good enough to uh, come in after Store gets hurt? Um, yeah, wasn't that
0: another one of those? I don't trust my player moments from yeah. uh, from Coach Morris. He's got a guy. He's giving him second string reps, but he doesn't let him come in and try to lead the team. If that's our second string quarterback, fine. If he's getting second string reps, fine. Put him in. When our first stringer goes down, though, if you want Cole Kelly to come in and run this red zone package, okay, that's perfectly acceptable. I can handle that. What I can't handle is our first stringer goes down, the person who's getting second string reps sits on the sideline, and then their third stringer goes in. I, that's just moronic.
1: Oh yeah, Cole Kelly just needs to be—he should be in there for two, one or two plays max. because uh, it works. <laughs> You know, one play had to come in when Ty, uh, first one of his, uh, first had to go out of there for that. And Cole Kelly, first play, throws a uh, about a 40 yard pass to, um, down the sideline for a touchdown. And another, you know, talking about the red zone packages, usually just one or two, two plays max. And it's always, uh, in short yard situations, it's always pretty good. So he's, Yeah, I I don't, I don't, I didn't understand that. I would have liked to be known. I think he even said this week, like, that story couldn't go. It'd be known, so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I said, I said, look, we're going to be able to see
0: what kind of coach we've got here. If we we win this game, we got an SEC caliber coach. And if we don't, we don't have one. And it's going to take some convincing, uh, at this point. And I'm not even sure we can beat Tulsa. I'll be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not a, uh, Definitely not a market down win, uh, that's for sure. Um, they're 1-5 like us, but they haven't got beat by – played some pretty good opponents, um, and uh, they haven't got beat by than 15 all year. I mean, played with Texas within seven there. Uh, uh Blew the game against South Florida, number 23, undefeated South Florida this past uh, – last Friday, I believe. So, they're – Yeah, one of my – It's friends a are... tough one, which is sad, but it's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, one of my friends, Coach, uh, coach Lang, he's up at Godfrey High School now. He was the uh, head coach over at East Guest, and whenever I was the uh, offense coordinator over at Guest, and his son is uh, playing over at USF. So I've been kind of keeping up with some of the USF games just because I know Trey uh, Lang over there and stuff. And, you know, I saw that game, and like you said, it was almost like an Arkansas-Miss game. When you look at Tulsa, there is a
1: comparison to Arkansas that's scary. Yeah. It is scary. I mean, that was exactly like a little more of a defensive uh pass in that game than the old Miss Arkansas, but very eerily similar in two. Mm-hmm. Tulsa's one and five and one we're and we're one in six. You know, the closest campus that we usually play, Tulsa's, you know, two hours away. So yeah, It'll we are weird not, one Saturday.
0: Yeah, we should not be We should not be as – we shouldn't be as – have the same record as Tulsa. We shouldn't be comparable to Tulsa. That's not acceptable. That should not be acceptable to any Razorback fan out there. And and okay to be mad. It's okay to to point fingers at this point. I think we've done um, a lot of cheerleading, and we've pointed out a lot of things that were wrong. And I'm gonna tell you the two things that, that lost this game for us, in my opinion, is Coach Morris and uh, that not not putting the, not being ready to have a second stringer that could come in and lead the field down the, down the lead the team down the field and score, and then our defense just giving up in the second half. Basically, I mean our defense just was terrible in the second half. It was. It was, it was
1: horrible. Yeah, they've done that several times. Just like, man, the defense is playing good. I mean, we talked about you know Ole Miss really taking advantage of uh, the non-SEC opponents before offense. I was like, okay, yeah, they're not that. You know, we're, our defense is handling them. I mean, and we, we were scoring every time. So it's like, oh, we're going to win this game, and all of a sudden oh, just yeah. like, it's like uh, Colorado State. Um, yeah, Alabama, a, and, they, and they just like, you know, they're playing a good game three quarters, and all of a sudden just, mm-hmm. like, I don't defense
0: is having a good game. Good game. Wrapping up, tackling, doing what they were supposed to do.
1: taking the ball off.
0: And then all of a sudden you start seeing Ramirez do things like try to strip the ball instead of tackling. Trying to shoulder tackle instead of just wrapping up and taking them down. Um, you know, I hate to point the finger, but that's I can't believe he is the, he is our second-leading tackler on the team. That, that just blows me away to think about that. Because he is
1: – As many like, as he's missed. My goodness, he'd be the yeah, leading guy.
0: Yeah. As many as he's missed. Think about that. And and he's the second-leading tackler. It's just – in our sense, he shouldn't be second-leading tackler.
1: No, that should never happen. If they're getting a big big enough plays for that to happen. They're getting
0: third-level plays. Come on. Oh, yeah. And you get the That's quarterback was just running right up the middle. I mean, just ridiculous. It mean, just ridiculous stuff that shouldn't have been happening. And, you know, the Chief comes out and he takes credit. and says he's going to get it turned around and so on and so forth. And God bless him. He says all the right things after a game. But I'm tired of hearing it.
1: Oh yeah, I just want to see it. You know, it's one thing against Alabama, but the next week to just come out and give that game away, um primarily because of the two decisions you talked about, and I wanted to add a third one in there. Uh, mm-hmm. too. We definitely, I don't, I don't think there's any way we would have lost that game if, uh, not let alone Pastor getting hurt, but Raheem Boyd, the way he ran, especially that first quarter, and Dev Wild Whaley was just, I mean, getting yards after yards. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that was ridiculous. I'm I'm glad to see that back we'll talk uh, this week for uh, man, those really hurt. Just a combination. Just
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh I thought I really thought we were gonna uh come into this podcast this week just excited about our first or you know, Chad Morris's first SEC win but Oh yeah, like we were dominating the first half and you
0: know, I know I I've heard some people say, Oh, you know,
1: there's
0: no way when we went into the you know, the, the third quarter that, you know, Arkansas fans felt good about where we're at, but I did. I felt good about where we're at. I, I felt like we were dominating the whole first half. I felt like we were going to win that game handedly. And I just could not believe we couldn't put anything together, whether it be another drive, or anything. You know, like you said, Boyd getting hurt, of course, that hurts us, you know, driving down the field, running the ball. And, and golly, man, he is, he's just something to watch, isn't he? Yeah.
1: He. He's just exciting.
0: It's an exciting player. So I think you know we got to mention uh, one of the big things I've seen on Twitter is everybody saying, "Oh, the turf down there is horrible turf," and this, that, and other. But the turf is only um, ten years old, and it's replaced next year. And the life of artificial turf is ten years, so it's going to be replaced in a timely manner. So it's not like they're playing on super old turf. So I think that's something too. Put into perspective. Um, yes. Yeah. And then uh, high schools play on that turf every weekend, and you don't hear about horrible, horrible injuries. And then when you start looking at, you know, I thought to myself, oh, is that really true? Like, what what were these injuries? How, how bad has this been? I go back and look, and one of the injuries is a pectoral tear. All right, that is not caused by turf. Okay, turf toes caused by turf. Maybe a hamstring, calves, knees,
1: things like that—not
0: a pectorial tear. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah, I think, I think the blaming of the turf. Um, some of the players even came out and blamed the turf, and I just think that is a—it's kind of a sissy move to do.
1: Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't agree with that. Uh, you would think. I think it was just the injuries happened from just football. And just mm-hmm. bad luck, just usual Razorback, uh, bad luck, more so than the turf. I mean, also the cold night. So I don't know if, you know, Boyd, you know, hitting his tailbone hard, but he's back this week. So it wasn't that bad and kind of tough story for put himself in those situations. Um, I think it's just the one in six, uh, frustrated, frustration building up, but you'd kind of rather than, I don't know. But well, we saw Hayden get in a little bit, and
0: everybody's been hollering about where's Hayden. You know, we never just Chase Hayden never gets to touch the ball. Yeah. So he got to touch it. He got 38
1: yeah. yards. Yeah, but the thing about Hayden, I, I thought they were using him in the wrong way. He's not an inside-the-tackles runner, you know, and that's mm-hmm. all they were doing. you think they would have created some uh, place for the
0: outside for him
1: to use his hmm
0: Try to get into the edge and things like that. That, that. that does make sense. So I guess, I guess we should go through the game real quick. Take a look here. we did play it, we can't just sit here and talk about it all. I guess. Uh, oh, Lampert. Yeah, that's the other thing. Great job. Every time he's oh, yeah. within forty yards, Big he knocks him right through the upright. Yeah, we just got to say, that, that, I got to give him props. You
1: know, he, he was making sure we were scoring every time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean, you know, we um, making sure we got points on the board every drive until those. That fourth quarter, of course, but good. Yeah, four for four. He's been really solid, and you can trust him. You're not, you're not worried when he's like, "Oh boy, Lampert's coming out there." You really feel good. You know, mm-hmm. he, he can get up and get you a drink while he's hitting the field goal. Absolutely. So you
0: got uh, Luke Logan came in, knocked field goal, 36 yards out. That was the first score by Ole Miss, and you had Lampert answer that. Uh, then you got C.J. O'Grady who uh, caught the touchdown pass. And the nice thing about that was that was something that you said. You said uh O'Grady was gonna make a touchdown in this in this game. So you called that uh last podcast for sure. And then we got uh Rakeem Boyd my running that touchdown back. Old Miss goes in there and they kick another one. Uh Petway catches a uh pass for a touchdown. Uh Limpert comes back in, knocks another one through from uh, thirty eight yards out. Then you got Old Miss, uh, who uh, get, catches a touchdown pass. Uh, Limpert comes back in, knocks another field goal through. I mean, well, so far we're dominating, and then all of a sudden, you know, Old Miss throws a touchdown pass. We have Limpert come back in, kick another field goal, 36 yards out. And then Old Miss uh, scores two more times. And, <laughs> you know, it just, man, it just put a nail, nail in the coffin. It was yeah, sad and, the scene, man.
1: and get and get this, man. Uh, like you talked about, yeah. Uh, after the, uh, so Limpert knocked in the 38-yard field goal in the third, made it 27 to 10. From there, Ole misses scoring drives were two minutes long, uh, two minutes long for a touchdown. The other one was a touchdown, two uh, three minute or two two and 54 seconds, and then of course that minute 20-yard, 97-yard drive. I mean, not only were they scoring, but score so quick, just like
0: not mm-hmm. that the defense
1: got tired because they weren't really on the field, you know, an in yeah. long time. It was just goodness. Yeah, and he, uh, you
0: know, Old Mess they had uh, 224 uh, rushing yards. Our side had 299 rushing yards, uh passing yards. Old Mess had 387 passing yards, and we had 177 passing yards, which really surprised me that they had so many passing yards, and <laughs> Their score is as low as it was. Uh wound up with 611 yards, they did. We wound up with 476 yards. Which, I think 476 yards, that's a great game.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, especially, man, uh,
0: 300
1: yards of rush, around 299. hmm Oh, so we get that every time.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, let's see, Rakeem Boyd, he's your uh, leading rusher with 109 yards. You said he was going to break 100 yards, so great, great, tough, great job there. Ty Story was 73 yards rushing. Uh, Dev Warren Whaley was 73 yards rushing. And I'll tell you, that's the problem. Ty Story shouldn't have the same amount of yards as our backup running back. Uh-uh. Chase Hayden gets 38 yards, and then Cole Kelly had 29 yards. So, you know, uh, receiving, Patway uh was 77 yards. Uh, CJ already comes in second with 41 yards. Rakeem Boyd at 36 yards. Uh, Mike Woods with 14 yards. Devon Way with nine yards. Dion Stewart with five yards. And then uh, Story with that silly pass that injured him and gave him a concussion. Negative five yards. Wow, what a what a horrible play call that was. Why would you that even was, run that?
1: That was terrible, and that happened when we were. I mean, obviously, you know, that was still when. At least Dev Law and, of course, Story was in the game. Why were? I mean, I don't if know what that. Where the in the world? There?
0: If you're gonna flip the quarterback out like that, get him downfield. Don't make him a sitting target.
1: Yeah. Was, no, don't try to run
0: a quarterback screen.
1: No, I totally agree. I, I thought it at the time when it was going on. I mean, I mean, Cornelius, I don't know. I don't know what. What they were thinking there. That's frustrating to even uh, recall about. I mean, yeah, he got... so you see, you see, we did
0: that with, we did that with Ryan Mallet somewhere. We would flip him out and, you know, have a running back tossing the ball. And, you know, it was very tricky because nobody was expecting it at all because who the quarterback was and how he was pocket, you know, pass. But, uh, you got to get him downfield, you know, got to give him an opportunity if you're doing a play like that.
1: No, I totally agree. Have an outlet too. I mean, when it was starting mm-hmm. to go wrong, Cornelius, you could tell. him mean, he knew, but he still beat through it, through it anyway. We were lucky at that point uh, that it wasn't pick six. You know, mm-hmm. just tossing it, tossing it up in the air like that. You know, fifty and yards they, across the field. And then, could you not tell?
0: I mean, I could tell honestly when Cole Kelly come in that he just wasn't comfortable. Even in the other games, when he threw picks and so on and so forth, and had bad games, he just didn't look possible. He just looked like he hadn't, I mean, he looked like he hadn't practiced with the team. So why, why are we just trying to redshirt this other kid and we don't want to, you know, put him in there and we're worried about, you know, I mean, he's got four games. Ole Miss won the games that you need to win. So if you do have him practicing with second stringers, I don't understand why you don't put him in. I'm never going to understand that.
1: Yeah, that uh that don't make any sense to even talking about just like redshirting. I mean that doesn't uh because we got like K J Jefferson coming in next year and um and man, it's still not got like it's not like more games. He's still yeah, got two more games. Yeah, it's not like uh yeah, no one's just a set like starter but, of the future, you know, the only guy that we we've got. I don't know why we don't try to win the game. That's the second time he did that in North Texas where he did put the story in. That wasn't even a red shirt thing, so yeah, yeah, that decision was, that hurt too, cause I would have liked to see Nolan provide a little spark. He can, he can escape the pocket. The story was, like you said, he had 73 yards. So that was working, uh, for first down, could have had extended some drives. Couldn't have been mm-hmm. any worse of a passer, uh, than, uh, Kelly was, uh, Mm-mm. when he took over the, you know, except just that one or two plays here and there. But yeah, I don't understand that. I'd hopefully he, well, or still one and six, let's see. Morris has adjusted his thing, so maybe he'll adjust to that and kinda of go from now on. Oh no, yeah. no, 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 Let's let's clear this up real quick. Morris
0: came up and said to the team, he's not adjusted anything, they're not doing anything different, they're gonna keep doing everything the exact same way they're doing, they're moving forward just like this. Which I just was like, Wow. Really? I can't believe you would you would say that. It's not working. and everything will be uh, hunky-dory, and we'll have an awesome quarterback come in and, and do some things that's amazing. The other way is we just might just go straight downhill because he's not in sync or in tune with the players, and the players don't want to play for this quarterback because, you know, they're trying to play for Ty Story, and they're trying to play for Cole Campbell. So that could backfire him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to go on. It seems like he's kind of... It's, so it's gonna be four back year, so I believe in you to do it next season either, but hey, I'll take whoever whoever's yeah. gonna win more than one game like we might finish with this year. I'm I'm all for hope hopefully the hunky dory season that you mentioned is the is the option that we'll we'll get. Well, I hope so. But like you said,
0: um in the last podcast it, it might not be the best thing to be going with the unknown, basically, and you know I've been thinking about it since you said that, and I'm like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, 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 but I want to win. And if Bryant is our best chance to win, and he comes in and he can light things up and do do amazing stuff, uh, you know, fine. But man, I mean, story looks pretty darn good. But I mean, heck, we hadn't won a game yet, so what is that saying? I mean, how good does he look? So.
1: Yeah, I mean he's been getting he's been getting better every game. I would have liked I would have liked to see him close that Ole Miss game out to get. But yeah, it's gonna be hard. I mean for Kelly Brown, you know Kelly Bryant, who left his team halfway through the season. You know he's want to go somewhere where he, the the coach that's recruiting him for this extra hey. year is gonna say, hey, you're gonna be the starter next year. Oh I'm yeah. Sure if you know if Morris even dabbles, oh you are gonna have to compete like every you know other position has to. Like I don't know. Brian's Bryant's going to go for that. I wish Morris would tell him that, because then we know that, you know, that attitude is like, Yeah, I ain't going to fit here. He needs to go somewhere he's definitely going to be. So, but, you know, he's not going to go anywhere
0: where a coach says that to him, and everybody knows that Oh, him. yeah. So, so, wherever he goes, he's going to be the starter of the next year. That's going to be his expectation. That's oh, yeah. going to be the coach's expectation. That's what the fan base might as well expect. Like you said, it could either be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. We just won't know until until we see it. But you know, I don't know. I just I don't have confidence this coach is going to make the right decision because he hasn't made it so far. Oh, what if we don't win another game, Tim. Yeah, that's going to be that's, tough. That's well, that's going to be the worst year we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Now, think uh, about
1: that. The worst year we've ever worst had, year ever had.
0: And we've
1: already had the worst year we ever had a couple years back. <laughs> oh, I know. God, we had to dig ourselves in a deeper hole. You well, know, that's why I thought we were going to get Ole Miss. I thought we were going to beat Ole Miss, beat Tulsa, beat Vanderbilt before the bye week, at least. You know, but now I'm just. Uh, uh. Oh, yeah. digging, a, digging a big That'd hole. with we I mean, call, if we lose the Tulsa and homecoming, man, I mean that's that's going to be tough. But I'm going to pick it. I think I think we'll pull it out. But I've said that half a you know, plenty of games this year, and been obviously wrong. So <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: trying. I'm really trying. Um, you know, I guess you know I'm a homer, and I'm just very upset, and I just think that we got to do something that works. And maybe the coach, you know, couldn't win his first couple years over at SMU and then barely took a ball game. Maybe he's not the best, you know, coach for the University of Arkansas. It's supposed to be a, you know, upper echelon school. Um, maybe we need to go get us a, 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 real, a real coach who's, you know, a college coach that can make a difference. I mean, I'm ready to get used to nothing, I'll be honest with you.
1: Goodness gracious, he definitely never had a 1-1 <laughs> year, 2-1 year. No. Uh, and people ran him off. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you take all those. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to to F- Ch- yeah, say, every time he go to the C Championship
0: game, and then you think about that and you think about where we are now. Well, I, I mean, how many
1: times even, like, starting the season, like, you know, starting season 8-0 or 10-1, uh, and one, uh Five and zero, oh, six and zero, oh, and like you know, different times where you're like, hey, we could, we could, we could win it, you know. And even, even now with the playoff system, uh it's like, man, you get sneaking in that four. We haven't even sniffed it in a while. I mean, it it,
0: he never six lost, seven years ago. He never lost a game in Little Rock, and always played tough teams like LSU. Not, mind any cupcakes there. I don't know. You know, there's just something about. Us running him off, it's always really gotten on my nerves. I've always felt like he's one of the better coaches
1: that we had.
0: And, you know, a lot of people want to laugh at that. A lot of people want to point fingers and say, you know, look at um, what he did. and, And he wasn't that good and he couldn't get that many wins. And I don't even think people think about, like, we didn't even have as many games
1: when no. he was coaching. And he would have had two, he would have had and then, two more 10-win seasons with an extra game like that now.
0: And look at what Bob Trino did with his team. You know, I mean, he came in and had a rough year, and then the next year it was off to the races, and that was pretty much – I mean, that was a rebuilding year. It would have been for neither anybody because oh, yeah. look who we lost that year, you know, with, with McFadden and Jones, and, you know, it was just a tough – tough year for any coach to lose all those great players like
1: that. Yeah, well, the thing about it, I always felt like we had a chance to win. And it's like the, the people that ran them off and flew banners and things, uh, they traded traded all that, you know, at least consistency and feeling like you have a chance to win every Saturday, not get embarrassed to, uh, what, 10-win you know, season, 11-win season, and uh, the lowest of low for the last seven years. Was that worth it, you know, for the people yeah. that flying banners is that worth it that's what happened man, all the cause of that and that's where we're stuck in now and mm-hmm. like you said one in six staring at you know goodness i'm, I'm trying to be a homer like you know like i said, not believe we'll get a couple more but man it might be one in eleven for sure you mm-hmm. know
0: you had you had coach Pete in. he did an excellent job with the razorbacks excellent coach and you know um he had Coach B come in and, and not do good. I just don't understand why we wouldn't go to a go-to college coach like Lane Kiffin who had said if he would have been asked, he would have went there. Who your check had looked at for other schools. I don't who had ties to Arkansas. Played at Fayetteville High School. His dad, Monty Kiffin, defensive coordinator at the University of Arkansas. I don't understand why you would take a guy from SMU <clears throat> who's not even winning that many games to come mm-hmm. in and take over
1: a program that's so down. doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really... It's, it's definitely a big chance. I mean, you're either hitting the next, you know, the next up-and-comer or you just... Or it's another hire, you know, hiring a, a... I know he had a couple years, a few years of experience in college, but, you know a little bit more advanced high school coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're putting all your chips in for that, and um it hasn't paid off yet. I thought, I mean, uh, even now. Would you, um, would you hire the Pulaski Tech coach,
0: to come, uh, or Pulaski Academy coach, to come up to the University of Arkansas and run Pulaski Theory without punting or anything in the SEC? No, but he's won a lot of high school championships. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same thing at a school you didn't think he would win high school championships at, but you're not going to hire him at, you know, the University of Arkansas. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just bitter right now. I'm just really upset. But well, maybe you're right. Maybe it's going to be like Frank Grohl. He's just going to lose a bunch of games. He's one of the best coaches we ever had. And win, win, win. And if he starts winning, you know, obviously he's going to get my praise. But right now you really got to start thinking, did we make the wrong decision? And how long are we going to let this go on if we did make the wrong decision? You know, if we don't, if we can't beat Tulsa and we don't win another game this year, how long do you let this go on before you try to get another coach that can do something different? You know, I, th- I think <laughs> you got to think about getting somebody new at the end of the year if he
1: can only win the one game. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't imagine them doing that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that'd be a sad, sad affair to
0: What would Frank Brolt do? That's what I think he should be asking
1: yourself. Well, Frank probably wouldn't have hired, he probably wouldn't have hired Morris. I don't know if Morris would have been the type of guy. I think he would probably would have gone for somebody more established, um, at least mm-hmm. with more than just a one bowl game as a head coach. But, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird because. Just a week ago, I was, even when we were sitting at one and five, I was still, you know, like, all right, we're showing improvements and things. It's just this one game and another fourth quarter, uh, blowing another lead, but just like how you just felt like, wow, just after that game, uh, not a good feeling, man. It doesn't feel like it's going to get better. It's hard to I, say. I know there was a couple fans out
0: there that, that, that sent us a message and said, Hey, you know, you guys are being kinda of tough
1: on Coach Morris and I'll tell you this, when he starts winning I'll stop being tough on him. Yeah. yeah, he's getting paid three and a half million bucks or whatever. I mean, he knew what he was stepping into to be an SEC football head coach. I mean, goodness gracious, with a already said, you know, Ravis fan base, he knew that or at least said that coming in, how much they understood it. I'm not sure him and your chick really understood how uh loyal we are. Being as you know we're Arkansas's professional program and all that,
0: mm-hmm, pretty
1: mm-hmm. much, and I don't know. And uh I
0: don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think they get frustrated. frustrated. I don't think they understood what we're into either. You know, and here's my thing: is if we can't win a game, if we don't beat Tulsa, let's just say, and we don't win another game, and your tech don't make a move. You gotta think about getting a new AD too, in my opinion. I don't yeah. care that is they're he? brand new. I don't care that they're brand new. I don't. <laughs> I don't care that they're brand new. I want the results from the football field, and everything else is, is fine and dandy. And I, you know, I love basketball, and I love baseball, and I love hockey. But goodness, you gotta have results from the football field. That's what makes the money for all the other athletic programs at the University of Arkansas. If we don't fill up uh, the stadium in Fayetteville for every game, eventually all of our sports programs are going to take a hit, and that includes track, and that's scary to think about
1: Yeah, I think one thing, I think they're so, feel like they're always so rich with the damn SEC Network contract and how much money they get from TV nowadays. But they're not even they're like, Oh, whatever, you know, uh like uh, we can I don't know where I was going with that. Oh like like
0: but, oh, you know, if we, don't, if we don't have a full fan base here, it's
1: gonna be okay. Yeah, like We're they're like, not like it. they're not they're not as like, oh we gotta you know that's what I was, thank you, Jeff. That's where I was going. Like, uh, they'd notice a lot quicker these uh forty something thousand fifty public are are definitely near nowhere near being full at Razorback Stadium. You know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. And I got to give it to the fans down in Little Rock. You came out, you showed up in the rain. So, you know. Yeah, that, definitely. That's loudest, loudest game, definitely, of the year so far. Best fan base that we got. So, you got to give them credit where credit's due. The fans really came out and, and did what they needed to do. And a tough loss, too, you know. Yes, yeah, the fans.
1: Loss. Goodness, that the fans deserve a win.
0: Did the, fans boo any, did the fans boo everybody at the end of the game down in Little Rock?
1: No, I, I, no, they, I don't they, think they so.
0: Just walk out of the game. You know, they wasn't happy about it. They left, but, you know, they, they're not doing, they you know. Anyway, I'm just saying, Little Rock fans are good fan base.
1: Yeah, War that was good.
0: Good fan base. But if you want to keep games down there, too, War Memorial, you need to, Show us some love. I mean, how hard is it to make sure that the clock is working? <laughs> it's clockwork and, and little things like that, that. That's ridiculous. Like, I want to see the city of Little Rock show the university of Little Rock a little more love. I really do.
1: Oh, I agree. I couldn't believe that when I said the play. Well, you could believe it the play clock because it seems like it happens. But I can't believe they just switched it on for the first time whenever the last football game was there, check playcock to work, and what if everything else would have been working? I mean, wouldn't it surprise me?
0: Oh, no, not... It wouldn't surprise me in the place either, so, you know, it's just... I don't know. Rock, you got <laughs> go. really, really to do better as far as facilities go. You really do. If you want to keep coming down there, you got to do better as far as facilities go. But at the same time, the fan base deserves a game down there. And if the game is pulled, it's not going to be because of the fans. I don't want the fans to feel like it's pulled because of you guys. If that game is pulled, it's going to be because of the Phillies, not because of the fans. The fans are awesome down there. They really are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the rain like that for a 1-5 team, I mean, that was a great show. And that, yeah, totally agree with you. It's going to be just because of the facility. I mean, it's not going to, yeah. You know, especially with the renovated Razorback stadium it looks so good up here and runs so smooth.
0: hmm So I know this podcast is a little all over the place. I'm just <laughs> it. and
1: I'm just <laughs> pissed. Well, I mean, we can't, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just was thinking we're going to win that Ole Miss game and be able to, Talk about that and go over all the nice plays, but like any other loss, you're just like, I mean, yeah, here's a couple nice plays, but you can't, whatever it was, off or not, hate that. Like like that boy play, what a nice play! He's been having, you know, thirty bunch of thirty and forty yard
0: uh, runs this year, but but like whenever he broke loose and he was
1: number five running down there,
0: and they're they're all trying to catch him, and he was just out running everybody, right down the middle of the field. I, I said to my wife, I said he looks just like Darren McFadden, and he did. He did. He looked just like him. Not just because he had the number five, but the way he just busted through the line and just outran all the secondary defenders. It looked, it looked just like the fat.
1: Just like parting the sea, you know. Just.
0: And then Wally Haldeman come out and write that. Uh,
1: Maybe a receiver, but, I mean, our safeties are slow to that matchup and everything else, you know.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so. I think we didn't play well. I thought we took bad angles. I thought we tried to strip the ball. We should have been tackling. I thought there were shoulder tackles that should have been wrapped up. You know, I thought we were diving at legs and we should have been going up a little bit higher weight around and wrapping around the waist um, and things like that, but definitely not just getting
1: smoked Wally's, uh...
0: But Wally says... He passes. He did, so... Remember, I mean, you gotta get his
1: So crappy, well, you know, whatever, yeah, I'm ready to move on. It's just a frustrating right. building, man. So let's let's move on to Tulsa. All <laughs> the right. old hurricane. So
0: what is the uh what did <laughs> the uh my bucky say about as far as the point spread on this?
1: You know, I need to look that up. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh
0: no, no, that's okay. Look that when you get it. We'll talk about it. So, yeah, all I'll right. So, we can see here that uh, Tulsa Hurricanes is one and five right now. Uh, they're 0-3 in the conference. Um, they're sixth in the West, uh, last in, the, in the, their division. And uh, it says here they have one active NFL player. How about that?
1: Wow, that's not uh, very much.
0: Yeah. Look over there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're fixing the. We're facing playing these cats. So, we look at the offense. Um, they went into the beginning of the year this year with an offensive battle, uh, at quarterback between, uh, Luke Skipper and Seth Boomer. Um and, uh, Skipper, I guess they thought was gonna get the role and he was gonna be the guy, but I think, uh, Boomer wound up
1: uh, taking the lead on that. Yeah, well, Skipper he he, he was the starter for the first uh, I believe about five games. I think he he got or four games he got hurt and uh, Boomers Boomers come in. I mean okay. Skipper wasn't that you know great. He had four touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, mm-hmm. But this Boomer kit, Cat he's been starting. This will be his third start of the season. He's nineteen of 52, fifty two thirty six points he's a senior. red
0: shirt freshman too. Yeah,
1: he's a he's a freshman red shirt freshman exactly. So he can,
0: he, room can room he can he's that. a better runner
1: than he is faster, and that that kind of concerns me. I watched some of the U.S.F. Tulsa game, and mm-hmm. uh, he broke out a good bit. Uh, so that concerns me, especially after uh, Tamu. He's not Jordan Tamu running, but mm-hmm. it still concerns me after seeing how what what he did to our defense. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know.
0: Um, the way Tom Moon ran on us was ridiculous. And so, you know, we'll see. But him being a freshman, we should be able to get some pressure on him and have him make some
1: mistakes. And, yeah, I think, I think yes, yeah, because I think there seemed to be more of a uh, run-oriented team, especially with that redshirt, or with Boomer as a freshman. I think mm. we, need to, we need to dial up a lot of pressure on him. make force him to, you know, try to find one with his receivers. I mean, this is a game, I think I think we – the Chief needs to show he can, he can go after him. Not, let's be aggressive. What do we have to lose?
0: Oh, absolutely. And then and the thing you got to worry about with Colts is the running back. You've got this uh, D'Angelo Brewer, who is the top rushing uh, rusher in program history. And, of course, we're going to have to play them whenever they got their best rusher ever. Uh, <laughs> their best running back ever. Uh, you know, we always get lucky like that, don't we? Oh, yeah,
1: That's always. That happens, like, when we play at Tulsa or uh, when we play, like, a Vanderbilt or all this. I was like, oh, they're having one of their – got some good players. I guess Tulsa might have one of the best seasons, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and then they got this Samari Brooks who just uh, came in from high school and whatnot. But um, he uh, he was really good in high school, and, and he's been an excellent uh, back so far this year, rotating in and out. Um with brewer so you got to watch out for brooks and then uh, they have a corey taylor so they got really got a, like a three-headed monster running back where they can you know really take advantage of it oh yeah uh brooks
1: he's about a 5'9 uh, quick back kind of like that trade young williams for A&M. Uh mm-hmm. i know he you know he's got six touchdowns on the year uh, about 500 Probably on pace to get about a uh, thousand this year, so they they really look to that stable of running backs. But uh, it seems that Brooks that really gets uh, uh gets a lot, of special the go on Kerry. Yeah, and then Corey
0: Taylor, you know, he's 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 like your uh he's like your big back, you know. He's he's one of your 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 pounders, you know. And uh, the thing about him is they they try to get him out to the edge because he's got a lot of speed. But he he doesn't have that vision. I think as far as like the way I see him being utilized in the games I've seen, and um, but he only played two games last year because he had foot injury. So this year, you know, he's he's doing a little bit better and he's having he's having a better season. But with those with those three goodness, man, that's just a tough running back stable goal,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what they're gonna do. Um, we've seen more people uh, tear us up pass in the passing game this year, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I mean, it's build. I'm not confident. I mean, we could see that changes because nobody's had to had to run it on the, mm-hmm. uh, that much. I I think this far I'd I'd prefer somebody that's more running oriented than spreading it out. But watch Boomer come in and just have a, a career day. A yeah, he's only got 300 yards through two games. Watch him come in and throw for 300 yards.
0: Well, and then you look at their line, you know, and you can see they got guys to run behind, too, because they got Willie Wright, senior, 6'3, 297 pounds. Uh, Chandler Miller, senior, 6'3, 297 pounds. That was a right tackle, Willie Wright. That's your center, Miller. And then uh, Tyler Bowley, a senior, 6'6, 327 pounds. He's your left guard. Uh, you've got your junior, 6'3, 291 pounds. Chris Ivey at left tackle. And then uh, Tyler Bucktrot uh, the senior, 6'5", 325 pounds at right guard. So they got a line that, you know, a lot, I mean, not quite as big as that old Miss line, but they got a nice big line that has a lot of experience to run the ball behind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, three seniors and a junior, um,
0: mm-hmm. uh, very
1: experienced and um that uh, protects the quarterback pretty well, and obviously opens up holes from the running game. So um, we're going well, to have we're not going to be able to just region. rush four and expect to get to the get the boomer the running backs in the backfield. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, four seniors and a junior. This is crazy. And uh, so then you got uh, two tight ends. They got uh, Chris Mentor as tight end and Cole Neff at tight uh, end. Cole Neff is. Uh, He's going to be more of your passing guy, 6'3", 240 pounds. He, he, you see him getting downfield a little bit more. And then uh, Chris Minster's more of your blocking tight end, 6'3", 253 pounds. So.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Minter he hasn't even caught, caught a pass on the year, like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Colton F, he's the one that's more uh, – so, you know, when uh, he's only caught five passes. But especially when Minter's in there, you know they're going to uh, – they're looking to run the ball.
0: And, and then you got to start looking at their wide receivers and you look at their top target who's Justin Hobbs. Um, he, when he when he came into the year, he had 2,066 uh, career yards with nine touchdowns. And he's already done well this year also. The games have seen he's actually, you know, he's still out there and he's a major target for the uh, quarterback. And then you got Keen Johnson, who's the number two receiver. Um, and
1: you know he didn't get as many yards last
0: year. He only got uh, 539 yards last year. But you're seeing that they're utilizing him a lot more this year. So those are your top two uh, rod receivers that you're really seeing them go to.
1: Yeah, Hobbs is a he's a, uh senior. Uh, he's six foot four, big target. Um, and the reason why his stats haven't uh, been up to his standard is uh, again because uh, the passing game just had whether it's been Skipper or Boomer, haven't been there all year. But they're they're still looking looking to him uh, as well as uh, Johnson and Guillen Stokes. But uh, Hobbs is the one guy, especially Red Zone being that tall target. Uh, they're going to be looking for. And then look
0: out for Sam Crawford Jr. and, and uh, Juan Carlos Santana. Uh, they're also thrown into the mix there. They're they are uh, freshmen, but every once in a while you'll see them. You know you'll see them coming in, and uh, you know they might be trying to keep the red chart status, but those are two good receivers that are going to be the future of the program. So, you know, I could see this being one of their four games.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: you got uh, Justin Hobbs, you know, who we talked about before, and uh, I guess the big thing on him is a lot of the teams have been trying to, uh, I'll put it all note here, they've been double-teaming him a lot. So you know that's I don't know if that's something we'll do, but I know that that's something that I've seen uh, that you know other teams are worried about him enough that they're going to double up on him. So it's got to tell you that you know it's a good uh,
1: good receiver. Oh, most definitely. Um, and the Tulsa likes to they you know, like to speed it up generally, but uh, the thing I noticed against uh, U.S.F. Uh, kind of like uh, again. That's uh, another point too. When you're saying Arkansas and Tulsa mirroring each other, kind of like mm-hmm. we did, uh, we slowed it down and got conservative. I mean, they started when they were leading by 14 in USF, They were they, they were they got out of the rhythm. What was working? Um, mm-hmm. you know, USF's got a very good defense. Uh, they you know they had scored a couple, especially uh, you know 24 points in the three quarters on them. Uh, and just got out of what what was going right. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's something that, you know, you see us doing a lot is, is uh, a lot of what I feel like clock management, even though it's a no-huddle offense, it seems like we use a lot of clock management. And yeah, I thought, I, like, we gonna, I thought we were going to put it in the left lane and
1: hammer down. I, yeah, my expectation, like, kind of going off what you're saying, this the beginning of the year with that, especially kind of a younger team, nothing to lose this, or not, you know, they're just a new new uh coaching staff and I thought new system I thought we were gonna uh with nothing to lose run you know, go fast. And mm-hmm. uh try to try to get some advantage um against our opponents by doing that, doing something I know a lot of people say they like speed enough, but a lot of people do kinda of like us. They'll they won't huddle up but then mm-hmm. they'll sit at the sit at the line uh for twenty extra seconds and I my expectations and I still wish we would do it, even if it's kinda of, Maybe, I mean, I'm sure it'll result in a, uh, you know, legal motion or, you know, things every once in a while, but I'd like to see us be aggressive on that end with nothing to lose. And, uh, oh, yeah, snap up. the ball. Snap the wow,
0: ball, let's go. Yeah. Beat it if up. Do it happens, it. Don't,
1: don't let the defense get the breath and uh, adjust to what they're seeing us in the, the formations we're lined up in. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, if that's of ball we're going to run, let's run it. Let's run it all out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> let's huddle up. One of the two. I don't know. Yeah, either way, well, yeah, one of yeah, exactly. Don't run a hybrid
1: of
0: a slow, hurry up, no huddle, whatever that is. That's what we're
1: running right now and it's not worth Yeah, I'd, I'd rather I mean, if if we're not gonna like you said, snap it quick, why don't we just huddle up and then get to the line and we'd be able to snap it instead of just sitting mm-hmm. there and letting the defense just you know, say, Okay, sit back there and get our rest. And, uh, you know what, what, what's probably coming?
0: Absolutely.
1: So, any word
0: on the uh, on the spread as far as?
1: Uh... Oh yeah, sorry, China. I did look that up. Um, my bookie has us says Arkansas is a seven point favorite, um, and the over and under is uh, Vegas has or that game is a fifty five and a half points. So I thinking fifty five points is going to be put up. But yeah, we're a seven point favorite. Can you believe that?
0: Seven point favorites. So, you know, if you're feeling uh extra, you know, rowdy this week and you're gonna go ahead and bet, go ahead and use my bookie, it's a great service. If you use promo code Hogcall, they're gonna match whatever you put in up to a thousand dollars and uh you're gonna be able to have extra free money to bet with. Um, even if you're not betting on Red base. you're just betting on another team.
1: Yeah, look, we
0: know you're betting, you know you're betting, maybe your wife doesn't know you're betting, that's okay. If you're looking to bet and you want to do it where you know you're going to get a good payout and you know you're going to get your money, you don't have to worry about it. You use a service like MyBookie, it's a quality service that you can use in any state, anywhere. You just download the app on your phone, MyBookie, promo code, hog call, get your money doubled, whatever you put in up to $1,000.
1: Yeah, goodness free money. It's a great site. Um uh, really able to use like you said in the Uh really easy wherever you are. Um uh, if you're out and about on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever, uh you know, just whip that out there. Whip it out. <laughs> if you're feeling, if you're feeling up today
0: that. Yeah, right. Well, you know, you I don't, you know
1: justice too. Um, so. uh, I'm on that way, man. I'm on that way. <laughs>
0: All right, I guess we need to look at their defense here. So, um, when we look at the defense, we got the defensive end, uh, Miles Mountain, uh, senior, 6'2", pounds. Got your defensive tackle, Sherman Robinson, 6'4". Uh, he's uh, 310 pounds. Uh, Garrett Flannery, defensive tackle, senior, 6'3", 270 pounds. Defensive end is, uh Travis Gibson, two uh, hundred and fifty three pounds. So their line is a is a pretty massive defensive line. Um, you know, it's a lot bigger than you see in, in some of the other some of the programs we've been up against. Honestly, so you know, our offensive line is going to have you know something to deal with uh, keeping that defensive line off of them because they can manhandle people, and you saw that if you watched that South Florida game, their D line would manhandle them from time to time.
1: Yeah, especially kind of a little different. Uh, they like to go in a 3-3-5 uh, formation, so a little uh, mm-hmm. kind of some different looks that uh, maybe that offensive line I uh, had not seen a whole lot of this year. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing, well, the cool thing, the
0: good thing about this is that um, three of their guys are junior college transfers. And what that means for us is they're experienced players but not experienced in that system. So they're new to the system. So that's that's one of the things that, you know, when we're thinking about the D-line and we're thinking, like, what are their weaknesses, I would say that being a transfer from a junior college is a little bit of a weakness versus a guy that's been there for, you know, three or four years.
1: Oh, absolutely, especially that first uh, junior year. Next year, I'm, I'm sure they'll uh, – those- those junior college guys will adjust better and be better next year, but mm-hmm. um, like they're just still adjusting. Um, they give up about thirty points a game. Uh Give up about five rushing uh, yards in a attempt. So that's that's somewhere maybe we can, especially with Boyd. uh seen the reports. Into these, he's feeling good. So look we'll, I'm thinking uh, we're going to take advantage of Boyd. Just feed off him and uh hopefully another or up making another hundred yard, maybe hundred fifty yard plus game. Yeah, and look at this uh this Travis Gibson.
0: He's a guy that has hacked on more than fifty pounds uh since his freshman year and he's just a huge dude defensive end. But you know, they're saying like you know, this is gonna be his year, so on and so forth. So let's just hope you know that fifty pounds is just pure fat.
1: <laughs> Man, 50 pounds. <laughs> How would you like to personal coaching staff, staff tell you training staff, tell game 50 pounds? Keep eating, you know? Goodness gracious. Yes, well, uh, I'm sure they just wanted well, not tell them the game that much. But, so then on their linebackers,
0: and this is, this is that, you know, that they claim that They got uh, Damian Cannon, who is what they call their star back. They kind of move him on and off of the line and around on the field. So he, he might look like a guy that's actually on the line from time to time, but really he's a linebacker. He's 6'2", 227 pounds, and so it's hard for you know it's hard for him, even though you move him up to be as effective as some of the other uh, some of the guys are. And then uh, their Mike back. 6'3", 237 pounds. And then their will linebacker, uh, Robert Revels, the second as a junior, 6'2", 295 pounds. And that's their linebacker core. So they got a, you know, they got a neat linebacker core. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how they use that star linebacker. Sometimes they'll put them on the line. Sometimes they'll have them at the back of the linebacker. Sometimes they'll bump them out to uh, cornerback. They just use them in, in a lot of different...
1: Yeah, and then uh, uh Cooper Edmondson he leads the team at that uh, linebacker spot, he leads mm-hmm. the team with fifty four tackles. Um and he leads the team in interceptions with three and also a two four stumble. So uh he likes to he likes to make plays, um, at the mic spot. Um Collins has a lot of tackles too, so that's better mm-hmm. than kind of seeing some safeties, uh like like we have uh, mm-hmm. Some of the top top tacklers on the deep. Oh, yeah. Those linebackers uh, make plays out there.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, when you look at your cornerbacks, you have uh, – oh, hold on a second. I'm not sure I got this right. All right, you got got uh, Caleb Evans over at, uh, as a senior, 6'2", 192 pounds. you got Reggie Robinson, second, junior uh six one, hundred and ninety seven pounds. Um and then you have uh what is it, Kanu Hill, who's a red shirt, um senior. And um so, you know, you got your your cornerbacks you got some some really good cornerbacks out there, but they don't have I guess they're not used to playing a lot of
1: spread offense. They don't have as many as what you would say on other things like true quarterbacks. Yeah, no, and uh, kind of look just the numbers that's been put up. It seems like uh, a lot of teams, really, they haven't really had have to give up a whole lot of passing yards or, or really had not had a lot of attempts against them. Um, mm-hmm. They really haven't made plays, not a whole lot of uh, pass breakups or uh, they've only got one interception in the secondary, so um, – Seems like that it seems like uh, they're just asking you to, uh, to want to run, get into a kind of a running, running. They do that on offense and want you to run the ball as well. hmm And then and then at
0: strong safety, you've got McKinley Whitfield, senior, 6'4", 270 pounds. Uh, and then you've got uh, your free safety, Manny Bunch, uh, junior, 6'2", 198 pounds. And the thing about – and then Jordan Mitchell – was a senior, 6'2", 205 pounds. So, you know, one of the things that strikes me when I think about uh, these cats compared to Ole Miss, you don't know, have a bunch of little short guys out there, which I thought we were going to really be able to take advantage of that old Ole Miss, and, and it didn't seem like we even tried to at, at times. No, we didn't. Uh, I mean, whenever Cole Kelly came in and threw that pass up for a touchdown, Right
1: off the bat, like, that was obviously taking advantage of that size and height mm-hmm. ratio, you know, and you can see threw it up high, let him high point it in front of that I thought there should have been a lot more of that in the, the game. Oh, goodness, yeah, especially, man, they were talking about what moving running backs to the defensive back and things, and mm-hmm. uh, here we are again, making me mad. That's just like, I don't know how we lost it bring that up again. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, that way, six, four, just keep going to them. It's just like they, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know it's just what it comes
0: back to bad coaching but anyway we're on Tulsa and I shouldn't be bringing that up I don't guess but you know when those things pop up in your head you gotta you gotta say it or forget it you know kind of the way we do this podcast don't, we don't have it, it all written down you know no, <laughs> we're, I
1: mean, like, we, like the original idea it's a phone call so it's just kind of us doing what we do anyways to talk about yeah. Razorback football yeah, a little right. bit more organized than that at least have some and things and stats and depth charts to look at. Yeah, we did get better. a little more
0: organized. We did we did start looking at depth charts and so on and so forth. But I kind of like it. It
1: Kind of helps me prepare for the game. I really know what we're going into. So oh yeah. I, I like doing this for everybody. Yeah, I really do. I'll, I'll be looking at so, if recognize. You know, uh, back in especially a team like Tulsa, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I might know one or two players now. Like oh yeah, I'll, I'll remember when. Uh, you know, so this. Uh, Collins or Edmondson or somebody makes a tackle or mm-hmm. Hobbs gets the pass or Boomer, you know, quarterback and Brooks, right? So. Absolutely. So, uh,
0: McKinney Whitfield, I guess I wanted to say this. I noticed that he was the uh, leading tackler last year, and they moved him from linebacker to safety. So, he's new at the safety position. But at the same time, he's one of the leading tacklers, which is, uh, you know, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, and actually, uh, he's got uh, – He's got four pass breakups and a couple quarterback hurries. So it looks like they, they like to the blitz with field, especially, uh, like you said, I didn't know that about him being a linebacker. Um he's mm-hmm. got a couple tackles for loss. So I bet he, I bet he wraps up a little better than, uh, one of our safeties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched. Uh, hopefully, well, maybe he won't. I wish he, hopefully he throws the shoulder at, uh, uh, Boyd when he comes down the middle, but we'll see. But maybe he'll just try to strip the ball. Maybe oh, try yeah. he'll run it right
0: up the middle and just try to strip it. Well, here's the interesting thing, all right? This is, this is, I even went and looked up concussion protocol because I was like, how in the heck is story getting a concussion and getting back in so quickly? I thought it was six days that you had to wait after clearance. But now I guess there's not a certain amount of days, according to University of Arkansas concussion protocol, just has to be cleared um, by the doctor at the University of York. So he has to say it's okay and you got to pass a concussion protocol test. Uh, they do baseline testing and they test like your balance and they give you a written test and so on and so forth. You either have to do as good or better on that test and then the um, doctor has to see it. So I guess they're saying, hey, everything's good. Um, you know, even though most of the time it's six seven days. So let's just, I hope I don't see anybody get hurt playing football, you know, seriously injured. No. That's so nice. it's I hope this is another bad coaching decision that to injure a kid, especially with the road we're going down right now. I'd rather see Connor Dolan come in and see what he can do than have somebody get hurt, you know?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I six, seven days. The six days would be, you know, Saturday morning pretty much, so. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what the NFL does, kind of the the, the, the steps and the concussion protocol. So, I don't know. But like you said, I mean, hopefully everybody in the stories, uh, him and his family, agreed to it too and uh, know the risk because it was that bad, you know. Because you know hopefully. the player's going to want to come in, no matter what the player's He was. Gonna I mean, he was on the sideline throwing the ball like, look, I can go in, you know. Look, I can go in. So you know he's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm fine. You know, even though he's like, I better not tell him about that headache. You know. Oh yeah, no,
0: he's not gonna. I so hope he's okay. I hope,
1: hope. I really hope it, him playing. That maybe is okay and it just. Wasn't yeah, well, that maybe, bad. Get, I mean, they, maybe the
0: line will protect him really well. He won't get any situations He'll slide every time. Oh
1: gosh, You know,
0: our yeah. player players like this just you know, coaching quarterbacks. I've had quarterbacks like this in high school. I like, I'm not going to slide. And I work on slide drills with them. And work and work them and work, work on them on these drills. And uh, then they get in the game and they refuse to the slide and they get dinged and I'm like, this is why we work the slide drill. You know, it's important that we do this. But with the play that was called, it was like he had no chance. He's like a sitting duck out there. Like, Fly and drill nothing was gonna make that.
1: Well the the one that he found the last play that he was in was that one where he reached was instead of running out or flying for that nine yards, he got we wanted to get that extra yard for the first down and that's when mm-hmm. he got that extra you know, yeah, pop that I mean, made him get to the ground. But he, he got he got hit big time, uh, three times including shooting one like a targeting where he was down he was down on the ground already. Oh then he yeah. got hit oh, the right. head, so my goodness what a bad.
0: <laughs> He's a tough
1: kid. He's a tough yeah, kid. I, I just don't want to see him getting No, either.
0: I don't yeah, either. I was like, so. he has to do the right thing by the kids. But I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure they are. You know, I'm glad to see him come back. I'm glad to see him be in there and everything. But at the same time, it's not like we're going to a bowl game or something this year.
1: No, uh, right, so it might. If, we win
0: We win we every game from this point forward. It's only we can go to the bowl game, right? <laughs>
1: That includes, I mean, not only you got to beat Tulsa and Vanderbilt, which right now aren't aren't givens against anybody, mm-hmm. um, as we've seen earlier, but then you got to beat LSU, who just whipped number two Georgia, and you <laughs> got road games. I hate to give LSU credit, but they demolished Georgia. They did, Jordan. man.
0: Um, oh, like I thought, looking good, man. Yeah, man. He,
1: he good. <laughs> like, I'm kind of jealous. Like, man, I wish we had a cool coach like that, you know. And
0: then they're singing songs about Flashio and the
1: Tigers and stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah. then we got road games at Mississippi State and then at at Missouri. So Mississippi State has Fitzgerald quarterback, or just both teams have quarterbacks that can tear us up And
0: so you're uh, saying.
1: <laughs> yeah there's I mean there's a chance, but goodness, he loses lose the Tulsa, I mean, how 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 much longer can the players just keep i mean that motivation like you could tell like before this whole mess game it was like you know everybody confidence is going all right, it's our time, mm-hmm. and then then maybe that's just me, maybe I'm just maybe it's just late at night, I haven't had any coffee at this time, and I'm just tired of losing, but. I don't think that's
0: what really it is. Like I, I think it's just demoralizing whenever, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, you know, I've always liked a Razorback. You know, he's a Florida Gators fan, so he's familiar with us. Different, you know, not even though we're in the same conference, it's not the same division, so mm-hmm. he's familiar with us. But he said, you know, always rooted for the Razorback. In the West, he said, There's something about the Razorbacks. I always like, and he said, I just don't understand what has been going on for the past few years. And I'm like, Hey, man, I don't understand either. Like, how do I answer that question? How do I talk to somebody about that? You know, yeah.
1: it's like, I don't either. Yeah, I man, it's not even just like one or two bad seasons, like a four and seven season here, you know, or four and just one. Or two. I mean, it's just been constant. Just like everybody knows it now. Now it's, you can't even you can't hide that. You can hide a one or two seasons of rebuilding years. You can hide uh-huh. that. As far as the program outlook from outsiders and people, especially like the SEC fans, but nobody you can't hide what's been going on. And people are saying we're the 14th out of 14 teams in the SEC. That should never happen in any sport.
0: Yeah, it shouldn't never, ever, ever. No, and especially. Especially football. Especially, the number,
1: yeah.
0: Especially as strong as we were in the Southwest Conference, as strong as we were the first few years we were in the SEC. I mean, all the way up to Coach Bell, and us, we've always been a good football program. We've had our down times, of course.
1: But not like not, not this long-standing. Right?
0: No, this is just ridiculous.
1: And that's why I was really excited. You about know, we that. were like,
0: I guess this is South Vanderbilt. Feels every game and, and stuff, and when yeah, I mean,
1: you look at their record, it's like, well, I wish I was a Vanderbilt fan. Well, we haven't sat here lately. I mean, they have they have no expectations. I mean, about that. they've got like a thirty thirty thousand you know football stadium. So, they do I don't know. Uh, well. Well, thank you. Ready for predictions?
0: So anyway, I guess uh, to wrap this thing up,
1: uh, ready for predictions?
0: We're just looking here. I got uh, Tim's prediction here. He says that the uh, Razorbacks are going to win 31-21. I guess we're having some technical difficulties. So we're going to uh, go out uh, with uh, Tim's prediction. It's uh, 34-21 hogs. And then I'm going to say that the Razorbacks are not going to win this game. I think it's going to be a twenty-eight, uh, fourteen possible win. That's to do it, but I just don't know if um, we can pull it out. I just don't know if we can do it this year for whatever I reason. Uh, I don't
1: blame you for I'm just, not that.
0: just not confident at all. So. Well, you know, with these technical difficulties, I guess we're going to go ahead and, um sign off. I'm going to look here and see what, uh, Tim's saying on, on the text messages. Uh, alright, go hogs. One thing, Suey. Go hogs.